to help your business stand out on social media, you've got to consistently share compelling content that catches the attention of your potential clients. But keeping up with that daily grind is draining your creative energy as you brainstorm, create, and share your post every single day. Not to mention when things get busy, your content is the first to go. I'm Angela Prophet, and clients hire my agency for five-figure strategy days to batch and create magnetic content for social media. But in my upcoming free training, I'll share the methods my team uses to create amazing social content that allows you to stay consistent without spending all your waking hours on social media. Sign up today at gsdpowerhour.com. Welcome to Business Unveiled Podcast. This is the place where we help overwhelmed, time-starved entrepreneurs like you make the profitable shifts to get more done and get more out of life. I'm your host, Angela Prophet, award-winning eight-figure entrepreneur and CEO. And in every episode of Business Unveiled, I'm bringing you conversations that will give you the expertise and strategies that will scale your team and business so you can get shit done. That's GSD in our world. So get your time back and grow a business that helps you be present in your life. Let's do this, y'all. Hi, y'all. It's Angela. I'm back for another episode of Business Unveiled. And today, if you are looking at the thumbnail, like on Instagram or on the blog, you might be thinking this is like my sister because we share the same last name, which is so fun because we didn't know each other existed until recently. And so when Amanda was going through all the podcast stuff because we had to reschedule some stuff and um, she was like, do you know that, like, are you related to this girl? Because you guys, your last name is spelled the same. And so after talking with her, we both acquired the name through a marriage. <laughs> so it's not our, either of our original last names, which is funny, but we'll get into that later. But Crystal, welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here. Oh my gosh, Angela. I'm so excited to be here. And I feel like, you know, something like happens with the last name profit. Like we both have similar, like upbeat, energetic personalities and it just fits us. Right. Like it's just, we were made to have this name. So let's just embrace it together. I absolutely love it. And we're both like, we love creative stuff. We love content. We love editing. It's, it's literally when, literally when Amanda's like reading it and I'm now reading it and I'm like, we are so alike. This is so fun. We're going to be like, lifelong friends now yes because you love youtubing and podcasting and it, it's awesome but you live in texas right yeah okay and you've got three sons yes three and boys three boys how is that like having three boys so it's funny you said that about like being a sister and I'm like, oh, well, I never had a sister. Aww. I had two older brothers and it's one of those things where I'm like, God was grooming me from a very young age to raise boys because I, I have a niece who is like the biggest tomboy ever and I can deal with her. And then I have other nieces who are older and they're so girly. And me as a person, 
I'm not super girly. I <laughs> was raised as a tomboy. So I'm like, I, I do fine as a boy mom. I do very well. I like blues. It's my favorite color. I like put my hair in a hat and like doing all the sports stuff. I love it all. And I just feel like it was the path that I was meant to go on because it's total chaos in our house all the time. There's Nerf wars, there's things being thrown around all, and there's wrestling, like re- <laughs> quarantine was a challenge. Okay. Like I was just go outside. I, I don't care what you do. Just get out of this house and don't break anything. So, don't bust your head. No blood. Yeah. Like don't bust yes. your head. We cannot, we literally cannot go to the emergency room for someone breaking something. Cause there's going to be a line. So just be nice to each other. <laughs> oh my God. And see, I'm over here. I'm like the opposite. So, well, I grew up a tomboy too, but my sister had three girls and then she has a little boy and I'm good with the three girls. Like I've got the girls a lot. In fact, a lot of people who don't know me that well think they are my kids and, <laughs> and they are very different, but they are very girly. And so it's like, well, one of them is now in college, but the other, it's like, it's like gymnastics meet season, which I was a gymnast. And so I'm always like doing gymnast stuff with her. And then the other one is all into singing and drama and she couldn't be any more girly. And so it's like all the glitter and the glitter hairspray and the makeup and getting ready for all of those um, meets and all the, the drama stuff, but sometimes like, and then, then you've got the little boy who's in kindergarten now who at at a very young age, I'm like, does he think he's a girl? Because like, he's trying (laughs) to put his hair in pigtails because, you know, he's around three girls all the time. And sometimes I'm like, this is just too, too many hormones. And I'm like, we are going to back up and we are not going to talk to each other that way. And the sassiness has got to stop. And sometimes it's like, I just want to pop them in the mouth because they're <laughs> so sassy. Yes. But, you know, you, you can't really, I mean, you'll go to jail for that now where back in the day, my dad would just smack me right across the face. Be like, oh don't talk gosh. to me like that. Yes. It's, it's really funny. All the, the, the kids and the things they say, and things are so different now with social media because oh my now it's like. Like you, you know, you can kind of bribe them. I'm like, okay, three hours of homeschooling equals three hours of TikToking. So you do some, some homeschooling and then we'll do some TikToks and you know, it'll be all fun, but like, yeah, get the, it's priorities, right? It's like, you gotta, (laughs) you gotta be able to, you know, work hard and then you can play and it just looks very different than when it was, you know, several years ago, but it's, it is just, it's so interesting. It's like a big social experiment, Mm -hmm. right? With all the quarantine and the things that we've been through in the last year. And I have to say, I enjoyed how much time my boys got to spend together because usually we're all going in our all different directions and it was like they were forced to play together and like each other and so that was something that was really cool that came out of it but also they got to see mama in action which was really cool that they got to see you know I'm doing YouTube videos and I'm doing podcasts and they're like this is so fun getting to watch what you're doing and also I'm like okay that's nice watch from a distance, be quiet, like sit down and don't like, I'm, I'm, I'm on a Facebook live right now. Hang on. Mama's uh-huh. got to work. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the struggle's real, but also too, I think that it has normalized and humanized people a little bit. Yeah. And so, so what we're talking about today, y'all is not all the kids stuff. Okay. But if your mom's out there and you're listening, you can totally like 
laugh with us for a moment. But what we're really going to talk about is creating that content and creating is podcasting completely overcrowded and is YouTube like is all of the things where it comes down to audio and then video with content like if you haven't gotten started yet why because everyone has a message everyone has a voice but before we jump into that I do want our audience to know a little bit more about you and how how did you decide like I'm going to start a podcast I'm going to start a YouTube channel and before you have gotten to where you are today because I'm sure there's been lots of other things that got you to land on okay I'm going to start a podcast I'm going to start a YouTube channel so take us down give us a little bit of back frame of your journey of how you have gotten to where you are today Yes, for sure. So, um, I was in the corporate world, much like, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs before they decide like, I never want to work for anybody else again. They Mm -hmm. usually have an experience in the corporate world of some sort. And I, I did that for a while for a large general contractor in Dallas. And so my husband was working downtown Fort Worth. I was working in downtown Dallas and we lived in the middle and y'all commuting in the Dallas Fort Worth area is just, I mean, you know, I've never lived in LA. I've heard horror, but I've had my brothers live there before. I've heard horror stories, but I'm like, I'm not a commuter. It's not my favorite thing. And so we did that for a while. And then my husband got transferred for his job. And I had this opportunity. I wasn't in love with my job. We had two boys at the time. Neither one of them were in school. They were like daycare age. And I thought, I think I'm just going to stay at home for a little bit. I wasn't, like I said, in love with my job. So I started staying at home and I'm just going to be really honest. This was right (laughs) around the time Pinterest was out and Mm -hmm. Pinterest y'all, there's so many ups and downs to Pinterest. It's like such a blessing and such a curse at the same time, right? Like it makes your life easier, but also you're like, well, why doesn't my pantry look like that? And why does it, why does it my, you know, my kids love the show nailed it on Netflix where like you do the baking and it's like, oh, well nailed it. It looks nothing like what I was trying to create, but I put this unnecessary pressure on myself all of a sudden, because I'm a stay at home mom and I'm a natural achiever, right? I'm an Enneagram three for anybody knows what that means. Like I just, I like to accomplish things. I'm like, if I'm going to be a mom, I'm going to be the next pioneer woman. I'm going to be like, all the things I'm going to be this incredible stay at home mom. So I put this insane amount of pressure on myself and it was almost like I got burned out being a stay at home mom. Oh my like, gosh. Who even does that? Only, oh like, only me. And so, um, but in doing that, I realized, okay, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find myself and I just can't a hundred percent go in like envelop all of myself and dedicate everything in my being to just being a mom. This is what I realized about myself. And like, it makes me cringe still when I say that out loud, because I live in the South. Okay. And where, especially where I grew up in a small town in East Texas, it was like, if you can just be a stay-at-home mom the rest of your life, you've made it. And this is one of those, like, yeah, like it's, it's just like really kind of backwards way of thinking. And I Mm -hmm. got out of my small town, you know, I went to college and I worked in the corporate world and here I was, I was supposed to be so happy as a stay at home mom. And yet I found myself wanting something for myself. So I started blogging unsuccessfully. So I tell everybody, I'm like, I wasn't like this. Oh, I'm going to start, you know, do a, (laughs) the mommy blogger thing and then just blow up. No, I tried it. (laughs) 
I did it really bad, but in that journey, I found a blogging mentor. And so, you know, she was like kind of coaching me. I bought her books. I enrolled in her course and I was watching her for about two or three years. I was trying to blog, raise my kids, find my voice. I was journaling a lot. And then this is like the Genesis moment that everything really changed. That blogger started a podcast okay. and I had, I had been listening to podcasts, like the mainstream, like Dave Ramsey and like a lot of other big names who had been podcasting and radio for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so I had this idea of, well, that's what you have to have. You have to have a million dollar company in order to podcast, or you have to do this. And then here this blogger was, who was only a few steps ahead of me, right? She wasn't light years ahead of me, like, mm -hmm. you know, someone that has a super mega successful company. And so when she started it, that was my light bulb moment of, oh, if she can do it, I can mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the Genesis moment where I got, you know, I started my podcast, like we can go so many different directions from there, but that's just kind of the foundation for anybody that's listening. Cause I know you have creatives in this audience and mm -hmm. they're, you know, maybe they're trying to tap into that thing, that one thing that's really going to work for them. And I have to just encourage anybody listening to just keep trying, like keep exploring like those voices that say, Hey, try me. Here's writing. Hey, here's like photography. Here's, you know, this creative painting, whatever it is for you, but just keep tapping into those. Cause you will be very surprised at what you'll find out about yourself. So that's a little bit of my backstory. Um, we can go any direction you want from there, but- um... I love it. I love <laughs> it. No, but it's, I, I feel like it's really important for people to understand, like, you don't just roll out of bed one day and you're like, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. Like there's always this journey to like right. getting there, or there's a backstory of like, why did you start it? Or how did you start it? And it's so obtainable and it's, there's not a, a huge overhead, you, you know, right. with it, but it's, it's a way that you can actually like catalog things and like tell your story and help so many people. And it doesn't have to be this, this crazy, crazy thing. It's, right. it's wild to me how, and especially women, we do it all the time. We make shit up in our head where it's like, oh, well, but they have, I remember kind of like similar to you, I was looking and I love Marie Forleo's podcast and I love her YouTube show. And I remember looking at her, um, how many people were like subscribed and I'm like, is that how many people you need to like do some type of a show like on YouTube? Right. And, and it's like, we make up these things and no one is saying that you have to have any numbers to do anything, to start anything, but we like make this stuff up, up in our head when you just have to get started. And right. so I know last year when, when 2020 happened and with COVID, a lot of my friends that are entrepreneurs, they actually had this thing on their hands called a little bit of time. And they were like, and I want to start a podcast. Like, can you just help me throw it together? And I'm like, what? I am a little bit smarter now. We are on yes. year five. Like, you know, let's sit down and like talk about a strategy and like a name and like, let's batch some content. Let's just not start throwing it out there. I mean, even my own brother who was is starting a, we started a true crime podcast for him. And I mean, it's true crime. Like it's his cases 
of crazy shit that has happened, but I cannot <laughs> pin his ass down for more than an hour to like batch out the cases and the yeah. content. I'm like, you're never going to be able to build an audience, dude. I'm like, when you can give me a day a month and I can batch out your stuff, then we'll really do it right. But until then, it's just going to sit there. Yes. So for people who want to start a podcast, like, is it overcrowded? And if they want to start a podcast, like, what should they do? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I want to tell you, your friends are lucky to have you because just <laughs> knowing even just that like 60 second, like piece right there is so important because those are the things I wish I would have known, right? We have all these things that you learn as a business owner, entrepreneur, or a podcast host that you're like, oh my gosh, if I could just go back and tell my day one self, this one thing, it would just change the trajectory of everything. Mm -hmm. So I think that your friends are so lucky to have you, but <laughs> For anybody that's listening, it really isn't complicated. It's super simple, but I will start with the question of, is it overcrowded? Mm -hmm. Because um, I know uh, I use a hosting platform that recently started sharing their stats with people. And they say that this is a question, like all of their users, they started like posting, this is all the information that we have on our users. And what was really surprising is people were saying, well, this market's overcrowded, that market's overcrowded. Like I could just never do it. And like people just automatically shut down. And mm. it just blows my mind because um, again, going back to me being the overachiever, the high <laughs> achiever, you know, it's like, well, if I'm going to be a podcast, I'm going to be the best podcast uh -huh. host. I'm going to be the best coach there is. And so what I've really found in talking to my students and my clients is the most important thing is to figure out who you want to talk to, because yes, you know, if Angela, you were coming to me saying, I, Crystal, I think I want to start a marketing podcast. I would say, okay, let's dig a little deeper because mm -hmm. marketing is, oh my gosh, you know, this, it's just mm -hmm. so broad. It's such a broad topic. Well, are you doing email marketing? Are you doing social media marketing? Are you marketing for small businesses? Are you marketing just online? Are you doing ads? Like there's so many ways to break it down. So mm -hmm. to like, it's one of those catch 22 questions. It could be overcrowded if you are not specific enough. And I know mm -hmm. people always talk about niching down, niching down. And for people that are just getting started, that really overwhelms them because it's scary because mm -hmm. you're taking this really big net, right? Like I'm at, going back to my brothers and one of them loves to fish. You know, it's like you have this big net that you're casting out and you're like, well, I want to catch as many fish as possible. I want so many to get in there, you know, like just, I, I just want to every female to listen to my podcast. Mm -hmm. And then I ask them a question where I say, okay, but is this female that you're imagining in your mind, is she a mom? Is she mm -hmm. a working mom? Is she a working mom that likes to do yoga? Is she a working mom that likes to do yoga and drink green tea, you know, lattes? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh yeah, that's the kind of like specific details that you have to understand about your audience. And then mm -hmm. the question of, is it overcrowded in your industry simply just fades away because all of a sudden you have this very specific target market that you're trying to reach. And if someone says, well, your show's not for me, well, then your show's not for them. And you just mm -hmm. move on. And I know that that sounds scary for a lot of people listening. They're like, but it's scary to niche down. I don't want to do it, but I'm telling <laughs> you, your show will blow up. Mm -hmm. You will find your audience, the more specific that you get. 
Mm -hmm. So does that answer your question about that? Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like something that really, you know, helped us in it. And again, y'all, it sounds so silly, but like we literally went through and came up with this whole client avatar that is a real person. She has a name. She has um, blonde hair because I have blonde hair. <laughs> it's like, what does the person drive? What do they wear? Where do they shop? Where do they eat? Do they go to Whole Foods? Like all the way down to like the hip hop music. Okay. So it's like coming up with these client avatars. And so something that, you know, has really helped me, which, I mean, I'm just a natural talker. Like I'll just talk to the wall. I have conversations with my dogs and so it's not hard, but what I've had to learn is I have to stay focused on, because I could just get to talking and just talk, 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 talk all day. And then it's like, what did we just talk about? <laughs> you know, cause yes. we're talking about like 10 different things. And so, you know, you do have to learn, like, what does that person want to know? How can you help that person go through some of the things that you have gone through. And so when you just exactly what you're saying, if you think about it like that and you drill it down to even give that person a name, then you, you, you're not afraid like to, to do it. And, and you know what, I, I will say you're going to have trolls. The more trolls you have, the more successful you're becoming. And I love it. I mean, it's, it's, I'm not going to be funny about it when, when I get like all not some of the hate comments, but it's like, well, you're the dumbass listening and you're the yeah. dumbass commenting. And if, if it's not helping you, there's plenty of other podcasts out there to go listen right. to. If you're not getting something out of what I'm saying, then bless you for even listening, you know, bless yes. your heart as we yes. say over here in the South. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> but, but yes, I think, I think that's super, super helpful. And then for people that just need, you know, want to get started or launching, it seems that so many people get in their own way. Right. And so people who they know that they want to do it, but it, it's like what to talk about and how to start. And what about the intro? And what about the, and what about this? And like, why is it so hard for people to freaking just get started? Are they right. that worried about I, other people? So I have found there's two, two camps where I just see most everybody in my audience fall in. One, they think they're going to sound stupid. This is first and foremost. And it's not even so much about them worried about what other people think they have to get comfortable with their own voice. So mm -hmm. Angela, I'm sure you remember this, like back in the day, I don't know if your parents were like this, but you know, we had the voicemail box in our kitchen, you know, the phone rings and all of a sudden it's like, hi, you've reached the Blair household. <laughs> we're not here. You know, everybody hears it in the whole house. Cause we're yep. screaming in our calls or whatever. Yep. We're like, don't answer it. We're not here right now. And so, but my mom would hear her voice and say, oh my gosh, like she would just throw her hands up over her ears. She's like, I cannot stand the sound of my voice. Yep. And I find that that's true with most everybody, especially with voicemail today, most people just have the automated, you've reached this number, you know, mm -hmm. leave a message. It's not even this big elaborate thing because people don't like to listen to themselves until they get over that fear. So I don't know if it's a fear, it's an insecurity, it's a combination of everything. And so what I'll tell people is exactly what you just said, 
start talking to yourself. And I know mm-hmm. that sounds really weird. Like it's like this, wait, what you want me to go in a room and talk to myself? And I say, yeah. And it, it like bonus brownie points. If you turn on the voice memos app on your phone and say, okay, I think this is what I want to talk about on my podcast. And I'm just speaking out loud to feel more comfortable. And I know Mm -hmm. that feels really awkward, but those are the things that you have to baby step to get over this fear of my voice. Like I get accident questions all the time. People will say, well, I have an accent. And I think people are going to, they're going to say something. And I'm like, have you listened to anything that's come out of my mouth? Okay. Uh Like I've got an accent and people will, you know, it's again, the people are either going to love you or they're not going to be your listeners. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. If you have an accent, embrace it. It is what you've been given. You can't change it unless you're an actress and that's what you want to do, but that's too hard for me. I'm just going to show up as myself and, you know, hope that people stick around to hear the message that I'm sharing. So number one, you've got to get comfortable with your voice practice. Just, I can't tell you enough how often I tell people just record yourself and throw it away, record it Mm -hmm. and throw it away. And they're saying, well, why am I doing that? And I'm like, well, you don't have to air it just because you record it. I can't tell you how many times I've recorded things and trashed them. Cause I'm like, Oh, I just sound like an idiot. Or I had to (laughs) yawn like three seconds in and I'm like, Oh wait, I got to start over. So just start feeling comfortable with your voice. And the second thing, the reason why people don't get started is because they don't have a plan. And I know that you've mm. been doing this long enough, but I was actually listening to the episode that you did with Rachel Cook and y'all uh-huh. were talking about having a strategy, like having a plan, like knowing yes. what you're doing, what you're getting into. And that is like podcasting one-on-one is if you have a plan just going into the whole thing, feeling more confident will actually give you more confidence in your voice because you know exactly who you're talking to. You know why you're doing this. And you know, at the end of the day that you're sharing a message that's going to have value to the person that's listening. So does that answer your question? Yeah, it it does. And like the other thing too, that and a, one of my coaches taught me this. He's like, cause I say the same thing. I'm like, Oh my God, I hate listening to myself. I'm so country. And he's like, and it's not about what you're, it's not about your voice. Get over yourself. This is not about you. Do you want to help a lot of people or not? Like right. that's what this is about. And the knowledge that you have and the knowledge you could share is so much greater than you understanding yourself. And he's like, but there are some things that we're going to work on. And he's like, you're very entertaining, but you have got to learn to finish a sentence, girlfriend. Like you just don't put periods on anything. (laughs) He's like, and you go from one subject to another subject to another. And he's like, you're so hard to follow sometimes. So it actually does. I think podcasting has helped me be like a better public speaker for so sure. that, and the other thing too, I don't know if you do this with your episodes, but we transcribe everything. And so if you look at a transcription from like otter.ai, which is like 12 bucks a month rather than rev.com, which is like hundreds of dollars for every episode because my episodes aren't super short, you know, it, and you start looking at it and I'm like, oh shit, like I really don't complete my sentences and I really don't pause for periods. And so if you start paying attention to those things and 
if you want to be a speaker and you want to be a leader and you want to help a lot of people, I think that podcasting was like kind of the intro into helping me be a better speaker. Do you feel like that? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I have a great example to share with you. So my mom actually started a podcast whenever I started going on this journey, she's a gardener. And so shout out mom. Like, you know, like I just, I'm so, I'm so proud of her. Cause I'm like, Oh, you know, like I was able to teach her something. She shared so many things and taught me so many things in my life. And so to be able to show her how to do this so she can share something that she's passionate about, but she found herself so passionate about gardening, but not everybody in her direct vicinity. Like my dad's not super passionate about gardening and the people that she would see at dinner parties, you know, or birthday parties, like they weren't super passionate about it. So she said, and I love this and you will get this reference and think it's hilarious because it's, (laughs) it's a Southern joke, I guess. I'd never heard it until she said it. Say it again for me, mom. She said, I felt like I was 11 months pregnant in the month of July with all the information that she had inside of her. And so she said, I felt like when I started my podcast, it was like, I just gave birth to the, all of these ideas that have been floating around in my head. And I, they'd just been inside of me for so long. Like she did a daily podcast. I'm not joking for the first three months of her podcast. Holy Cause she had cow. so much information and I was like, okay, like, let's, let's tone it down now. Like you got it out of your system. Let's take it back. Crazy good. That's not really sustainable mom. Right. But but that's what it was. It was therapy for her because Mm -hmm. she is so passionate about this one idea, this one focus. And so she was able to pass along that value to other people by sharing all the things that she's known by gardening for several decades. So I thought that was really cool. I love that you know, especially for creatives. I know that you've talked on your podcast about having so many ideas and a podcast is a great way for you to ask yourself, what's the strategy? Okay. Like, let's say you have 50 podcast ideas and you throw them all out in a Google sheet or post-its or however you want to organize your content and say, okay, now that I have all these ideas that I want to talk about on my show, how can I create a strategy that will either lead people into signing up for my programs or encourage them to try out my new product that I have or get them on a discovery call, like whatever your business looks like, you actually take all that content and formulate a strategy with what you have kind of out there on the table, instead of just saying, oh crap, I have to record another podcast episode. What am I supposed to talk about this week? (laughs) Which is Mm. what I find a lot of podcasters doing. And I did that a little bit in the beginning too, but like, take it from, you know, Angela and I, like, that's (laughs) not the best strategy. Like you need to have a plan. (laughs) Well, so for people who, I mean, in my head, and again, y'all, I, you know, I come from the planning world. I plan, 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 plan. But the thing is I plan for other people. I mean, that's what paid me to do. And so, but when it comes to doing it for yourself or for your own brand, it can be a little bit more uh, challenging, I I would say, to sit down and say, okay, what the hell do I want to say now? And so for people who need to come up with ideas, how do you start? How do you start with just getting, getting those ideas out? 
My biggest suggestion, especially, okay, so I'm going to talk to um, entrepreneurs. Like those are my people. Those are the people that, you know, I speak to so much in my audience, but if you have other types of business or you're part of, you know, a larger business and maybe you're their marketing person and you're trying to come up with ideas, the first place is always to start with what questions do you get asked the most? These are your DMs. These are your emails. These are the number, the first five questions that every customer, you know, whether it's what are your prices? How do you work with people? What is your product? Like start there. And I know that sounds so simple because it is like, these should be the foundations of your podcast. Now, if you have more of an audience that you're trying to reach, like, let's say, um, you know, Angela, you wanted to get super specific on just creativity and journal uh, or sorry, creativity, like separate from business, like creative business owners. You just wanted mm-hmm. to go more broad. Then you have to get a little more strategic with how you want to reach those different listeners. But mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, you have to decide what is my goal of this podcast? Do I want to generate leads? Do I want to add people to my email list? Like whatever it is. And then say, okay, Now, what do those people need from me? What are the first few things? What are the questions that everyone asks that I know I can answer very easily without having to go and do a bunch of research? I think people want to just immediately start throwing information at people and like, okay, what's an hour long episode that I can throw out? That's like a lecture that I would do on stage. And I'm like, why don't, instead of an hour long episode, you start with, for 20 minute episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And then just go from there because you know, you and I know this, like batching that content is way easier and you you give yourself more breathing room whenever totally. you can do that too. Totally. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I just started to keep a note on my phone of all the shit that was happening at our events yeah. in the background. And that's what I actually started just telling stories. I did my podcast for a few years by myself and then I would bring in team members and we would just tell stories about things that yeah. I'm like, is this real life? Like, is this really happening? And would we have done this a little bit differently if I had known this? And so almost just sharing my experiences, like as we were learning them and keeping up with the the stories and I would just go down the note literally on my phone and like batch the content and like tell these different stories. And then we started to introduce the whole guesting thing when, when podcasts started to get a little bit bigger. And then people were like, oh, well, if you have a podcast, like come be on my podcast. And so then it started to be like, oh, well, it's more fun to interview people than just talk to yourself. Yes. And so don't feel like that you have to have guests all the time because I mean, some people, I talked to a, a, a young guy recently who he just wanted, he's like, I just want to talk to entrepreneurs and start pe- and smart people and talk about their superpowers. And he's like the easiest way that people would say yes to talk to me is if I invite them on my podcast and he's like, instead of that, Hey, can I pick your brain and have coffee with you for 30 minutes? Come be on my podcast. And I thought that was like such a brilliant approach, this young, super young guy. And so he's like, yeah, I'm just really trying to meet smart people and they won't like 
do coffee with me. I'm like, cause we don't have time, honey, buddy. Yeah. Like, you know, I tell you, go read three books before we have to coffee and tell me yeah. what your biggest takeaways were. And half the people never get back. Yes, so, exactly. You know, the more experience you get under your belt, the, the more you become in demand where it's like, you want to help everybody. And one way you can help everyone who chooses to listen to your podcast is have a podcast. For sure. So, I think this, this was super helpful. If people want to connect with you or learn more about how to start podcasts, like what's your favorite platform for people to connect with you on? Yeah. So I would love for you to come hang out. I have a free Facebook group. Um, and I know, um, Angela has all the links to everything, but yep. I, I, I'm actually a huge fan of Instagram. So you can find me at crystal profit TX. Cause I'm a Texas girl and you can come hang out with me over there. Y'all I want to do more reels. Okay. Like if you're hearing this right now, come like send me a DM and say, crystal, where's your reels? Cause I want to do them. <laughs> I did TikTok for a while. And then I'm like, just posting videos of my kids being silly. And I'm like, ah, I'm still trying to figure out the role that reels plays in my business. And mm -hmm. I just need to give myself more time to play around with it. So I want you to come and say, where's your latest reel? Okay. This is my shout out to the universe to keep me accountable. <laughs> Girl, I just, I, I know this is probably lazy of me, but like all the little video uh, productivity tips that we do on TikTok, like, you know, I just reuse them, wash, rinse, repeat on reels. And so I've even had people to give me, they're like, you know, that you can take the logo for TikTok off. I'm like, yeah, no, I really don't care. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, it's repurposing and it's still, you know, kind of working. Um, but it doesn't, the thing is, is like, I think it has to be under 30 seconds. And so uh, I have to be like very strategic and like getting everything in. And that's also taught me to be more efficient with like a 15 second increment of what can I teach somebody in 15 seconds. And so TikTok has helped me do that. And then, and Reels has helped me do that too. So it's, it's crazy to me how many people now are doing the whole learn on TikTok thing. Right. When TikTok was like, you know, the cute dance fun. Right. It's so ass. fun to watch it because <laughs> it is. And what a fun, creative challenge. Like I love like, uh, okay. So just like quick, silly story. Yeah. My dad loved weird owl when we were growing uh -huh. up, like super silly. Well, now my kids are like, they discovered him on YouTube or somewhere. Like I have weird owl songs always playing in my house. But what's funny about funny. that is I will hear them and I'll get these ideas. Like oh, I could totally do a reel about that and like do something uh -huh. silly. I just haven't done them. It's like yeah. low on the priority list, but I know yep. it would be super fun to do. So that's why I need the accountability because I know it would be fun. Every time I create one, it's fun. It's just, it always drops to the lowest priority for me. So I need to do them. I need to do yeah, them. Yeah, girl, put that on your calendar. We, we sure. try to do it once a month. And in the way that we get a lot of our tips and stuff is literally people asking, like, how do you do? And it's like my friends and family, they'll get like when uh, Christmas wasn't too long ago and a lot of my friends got new Macs and like, you know, new, new iPhones, new iPads. They're like, how do you do this? How do you do this? How do you do this? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do a 12 part series of it. little tips of like how to do these little things. And not only is it going to help you, it's going to help a lot of other people too. Yeah. 
So it's just a way to, you know, sit down and, and, and just like you do with, with the podcast, you know, come up with the strategy. So guys, we'll put all the links in the show notes, go to crystalprofit.com slash bup, B is in boy up U P and we've got something there for you and be sure to go check it out. And Crystal, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for being on today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And for all of you creatives out there, if you're just like, I really want to start a podcast, I cannot encourage you enough to just get started. Start recording yourself, whether it's just on your phone, it's on your computer, like, and don't be so hard. Like we are our own worst critics. And I promise there's nothing wrong with your voice. You sound just fine. And there's people out there that need to hear the messages that you have. So y'all just, just do it. Just take that leap. Amen. Awesome. Everybody that's listening. Thank you so much for your time today. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of business unveiled Bye, y'all. What's up, GSD leaders? Thank you so much for tuning in. I would love for you to text me your number one takeaway, any feedback that you have. And we're also starting a new series called The Number One Time Suck, how you can be more productive in GSD and everyday life so you can be present. So if you can help us out and let me know, just text me your number one time suck, 615-527-8755. Let's get shit done.